0: How do you start one of these i don't know you'd probably introduce yourself
1: all right what's my name
0: what is your name <laughs> you tell me this is the whole point
1: i guess i'll call myself m
0: okay i'm nick yeah that's <laughs> am i nice. supposed to hide my identity and i
1: don't know i don't know why i always feel compelled to hide my identity as though like people can't google and figure it out in five minutes five
0: minutes five seconds
1: yeah all um right. I'm Em. Okay. I'm a medical student. Yeah. Uh, about to be done. Yeah. I'm very old, though. Are
0: you? Eh. Young at yeah. heart.
1: Yeah, young at heart. But I'm not, like, 22, which no. is uh, what I feel people think medical students are, and that's not what I am. Okay. That's fair, Wait. right?
0: Uh, yeah, let's, yeah, we'll keep going.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're going to say my name at some point, and then people are going to find out. I will say it only <laughs> 45 <laughs> times.
0: But, All no, right. I'll, I'll try to keep it together. Come
1: All on. right. Um... So today's theme is a. You gotta tell what
0: the show is first, though. What's it called? What is this podcast called? I
1: can't remember. I'll be honest. The only thing I could think
0: of <laughs> was, was calling it the Alpha Blather Cast. Alpha because Blather, it was ABC yeah. And I like to blather.
1: Yeah, I mean that is what this is, right. and it's two of us, yep. and it's twenty-six episodes. At least. I would. That's hope. season one. That's season one. That's true. We could just keep going through it if.
0: Then we're going to hit the Cyrillic alphabet. Then we're going to hit the Greek <laughs> alphabet. That's
1: gross. I, I have know, to do a lot awful. of reading. That's absolutely awful. I would 100%. We're not committing to
0: this gimmick for 26, let alone other alphabets.
1: But we're starting with A, which I suppose is a good place to start. Yes. You Yes. Know?
0: And, and I'll just say, so the idea, at least at this first episode, is that we have both written down a list of a couple of topics, starting with the letter A, and we do not know what's on each other's lists. Um, we just very quickly wrote down topics Mm -hmm. that we want to speak about and you get to listen to us react to each other's lists so I guess that's what we'll do now we'll trade lists
1: and there'll probably be a giveaway at some point I would
0: think so oh you wrote a lot more than I did my god you wrote bullet points
1: oh these are (laughs) we did not interpret this the same way at all just not at all interpreting <laughs> I the assignment the same way. <laughs> this is the best
0: thing that's ever happened. I am so happy. Okay,
1: I think that's dramatic. It's not the best thing that's it's
0: ever just happened. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me.
1: Number one, we made that amazing drink earlier tonight. That was the best thing that ever happened that, with the peach. That was pretty good. When you're like, I don't know how to do peach tea and rum, and I said that is cocktail, and it was amazing. Yeah, you should I, give that recipe on this podcast. As a Absolutely <laughs> not.
0: It's a secret. Pay, <laughs> pay, me, pay me money, and I'll give you my recipes got to be thinking about that branding, That's ABC true. Cocktails.
1: Yeah, ABC Cocktails. I feel like we should definitely put recipes out. Yeah. We will. Uh, but we need like a really dramatic, like, lit picture of it. That's our real problem right there. I love
0: everything about this. Yeah, this is or, really. OK, so we're going to switch lists back.
1: Do we what? switch lists back? We
0: have to, because I have to remember what I was going to talk <laughs> <Okay>. about. Please, <laughs> start with your first topic for me. Tell me about apples.
1: So, when I was younger, I really loved apple juice, but I hated apples. And then, at one point in college, I started eating apples because I was too poor to afford any other fruit. And it was apples and oranges or nothing.
0: Bunches or nothing, yep.
1: And um, then I started kind of like apples. But now I actually don't really love apples most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) But I like what they stand for. So, people often think of adam and eve and like in the garden of eden that it was an apple but it's actually pomegranate isn't uh, it i don't know i don't know um i have not researched this topic in many details (laughs) in many years oh but i mean that's
0: just setting us up for the the entirety of what i
1: remember from when i did a lot of research about apples is that there is a tradition in ancient greece apparently that if you liked someone and wanted to marry them, you would mm. toss them an apple. And then if they caught it, they were agreeing to your proposal. And I've always felt like when when people would ask me like what my ideal like engagement would look like, I was like, I hope someone tosses me an apple because then they would know me. Right. But now I realize that's insane. And like if they were tossing me bread delicious, I'd be like, get the fuck out. Get out of here. <laughs> get this out is, of is here. That apple. is a shit apple. Right. You don't know me at all. You right. hate me. Gala or nothing, bitch. <laughs> I'm more of like a golden, delicious person. Really golden yeah. Delicious. yeah. Or you a know, pink lady. Gotta it, love a pink it, lady. And, you know, I do love the some aspects of fall. I think apple picking is a little bit boring. But, man, do you get some awesome pictures apple picking? Like the lighting I is think great. It's nice. Outfits are cute. I think it's nice. Don't you think it's a little bit like pain? You know, it's how I feel about, like, Mongolian barbecue type situations. Oh,
0: listen, don't <laughs> fuck <laughs> with my Mongolian barbecue. I've got a whole history with them.
1: But, like, you're paying for for to make your own food yes. like what are you paying for yeah, you're, paying you're, for you're experience. doing so much work
0: you're paying for the right to be there i will say and, and this i'll put in my two cents here i almost made uh this one of my topics this was actually oh, this, this was that would close have been very to interesting one of as well yeah for a very different reason what was uh, your reason much of my childhood mm-hmm. i thought that everyone had itchy mouth when they would eat apples with the skin on <laughs> Okay. I just thought that was a common occurrence that like I you see, eat a raw see. apple and like your teeth would itch. And that was just okay. Like that was normal. Everybody's teeth don't itch when they eat a raw apple. That's fair. Love, 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 love Granny Smith's. Because I like, I like sour. I'm lemons, lime, you know, citrus, big fan. So Granny Smith to me is a mm. great apple because of the tartness. It just, you know, my mouth even waters just thinking about it. But something about especially eating those skins, you know, my mother would get a bag of a dozen or whatever, and I would go eat one, and my mouth would feel like it was on fire, like I was, like, legitimately was itching. And I just thought that was normal. And uh, it wasn't until, fuck, maybe it's embarrassing to say maybe middle school or, you know, somewhere around there that I realized that, oh, I'm clearly allergic to this. (laughs) Like, this is a problem. This is a medical issue that my teeth itch when I'm eating apples. But, uh, yeah, it was almost one of my topics, too.
1: I think it's so interesting, kind of what we consider normal, you know, because you're right. Like, people, you would be like, this is what's normal. I I thought meatloaf was, like, a fictional thing. (laughs) Like I, I legitimately thought a fictional person or a fictional. No, like meatloaf was like a fictional food. Like you know how like there's some foods that are just fictional. Like people don't actually eat it anymore. Like anything from the '70s. Like we just don't eat Jell-O. Like Jell-O that has mayonnaise. Yeah, like we don't eat that shit anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. But I legitimately thought meatloaf was fictional until I came to college and at the dining hall they had meatloaf and I was like, "What is this nonsense? (laughs) (laughs) Like this is a lie. Like why are you lying to me?"
0: I do love meatloaf. Meatloaf. My mother is a pretty good cook, but meatloaf is one of the best things she makes. We had this um, this barbecue sauce, this Richard's Maple, from this local maple producer, and it was sweet and maple-y, but a little spicy. and So good on the meatloaf. But anyways, please.
1: Um, No, and then my kind of last point is, despite the many pies I've tried, I still think apple pie is my favorite. Um, It's great with cheddar. Just like it. if you can execute a good apple pie because I think what people forget most often in apple pie is You still need to contrast that sweetness with salt, right? And I think that's what you get with the kind of like cheese and apple pie I think the best kind of apple crumbles apple pies people have put enough salt that it contrasts that sweet and to be fair That's my taste like I love salty sweet, right? Um, I find it particularly addictive and kind of the Moorish that everyone talks about I know and it's really sad, but I think the best apple pie I've ever had is in Italy, which is disappointing on every level. And also <laughs> makes me seem extremely and bougie yeah, and like it weird. It, it's not uh, a great Wow, entry. this is not. I <laughs> yeah. slap myself. Yeah, there. a little bit.
0: Now, you don't mess with pork, right? You're not a...
1: um, i I've had um, apples and pork sausage. Okay. It's pretty good. I don't know if that's what you're referring to. I mean, just
0: uh, that's what I was going to lead to. Just I will, a combination of pork I will pork occasionally
1: have pork things. I preferred cured pork. Okay. I, I, I never really... I don't know why. I think like...
0: Not a chop fan. No. no, no.
1: Yeah. yeah. But like you give me like a chorizo with pork or like, you know, a sausage of pork. I'll have a bite. I'll have some of it. I, I love will, prosciutto, honestly. I
0: mean, is just fantastic. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I will say... That I've had some damn good pulled pork and some damn good pork chops with either an apple-based side, like applesauce cooked or whatever, or apples, you know, deliberately cooked onto it. And it was, that That to me is the ultimate in sweet and spice or sweet and salty is pork and apples, even more so than apple pie and cheddar. But I, I definitely, definitely agree in that sweet and spicy and salty and yeah. all of it. Give me all of it.
1: I think in terms of fruit I would use in cooking, I think apples hold up the best. And if you're gonna make like a savory food, I've had um, like chicken cooked with grapes and that's my second favorite, but I think apples, like I've made um, like apples and spinach stuff, apples and meat, like not pork in particular, but I think it's just like the structure of it is good. Yeah,
0: it holds up well. Yeah. All right. Anything else to say on the topic of apples? No, please tell me your topic. I'm going to skip around on mine. Okay. I've written the word albums.
1: I With an arrow. Yeah.
0: To best ever. Now, full disclosure, um, we were having a chat earlier, and I asked the question, what are some of the best full albums you've ever heard? And then I immediately said, wait, don't answer that. That starts with the letter A. So now, what to you are... Is the one or multiple the albums that from the first song to the last are just perfect
1: I I mean I think that's so hard because I think it depends on your mood like most music and sure I think there are you know albums that are very emotional yes Um, some of the ones that I listen to on a very regular basis, especially when I'm feeling down or have to work a lot. Um, a Wolf Parade, Apologies to the Queen Mary. Oh. Um, just great flow into the album. And I think it it just like kind of speaks to this feeling of inadequacy at times. And then one of the last songs is called Heart on Fire, which is I think one of the most romantic songs that I enjoy Interesting. Um, and essentially the song is you know like you being with someone who you are happy with when you go out but also are happy with when you stay in which I know it sounds like ah. a very basic concept but like honest it's a very yeah, it's, romantic pleasant song
0: it may be basic for some but uh, it's pretty out there for a lot of people I think
1: yeah um, I listen to Neon Bible by Arcade Fire a lot, and I just I love the conflict in that. It is. I just love it. I don't know. Gets. I think it really speaks to that kind of like teenage angst that I had. It's very angsty. Yeah. Um, and I know I should listen to their other albums, but I just haven't gotten as into them. Is that
0: the one with the Well and Lighthouse and Intervention? Mm Oh, that's such a good album. When he's just like
1: talking about like he's like dying and his family's falling apart around him, but he's like so committed to the church and his yep. beliefs and all that, and like, I, was, I don't know. It just, it's a great album. yeah, it's a great album. Um, and there's some Typhoon albums I really like, and I a lot of the killer albums, just the killers. Yeah, there are some,
0: it's great. There are some really solid albums. For the yeah, killers.
1: so I don't know if I have like a really deep cut for albums. I, I think it's all pretty like out there, pretty much what everyone <laughs> listens to. I don't, what about you? I don't
0: think any part of that is what everyone listens to. I think your taste is pretty <laughs> specific, but that's good, very good. Yeah. I, you know, you and I are very close on a lot of those tastes. Yeah. But I don't know that that's the mainstream that everyone's going know. around saying. Neon Bible is the best album. I've heard the
1: new Kanye album is supposed to be one of the best oh, albums uh, ever.
0: Released. Jesus is king. Yeah, Kanye is Jesus.
1: Kanye <laughs> is Jesus. Kanye uh, is why Jesus. Kanye
0: <laughs> is hit or miss for me. Um, there's some stuff with Kanye that I think is really just really I think good. he's a good artist. Yeah. I, I think he's brilliant. Yeah. But it's just not all for me.
1: Yeah. And that's fine. I, mean, I get that's, that. Should... I think that's how I feel about most rap. Like some of it's yeah, great. Yeah. Some of it I love.
0: Kendrick Lamar, same thing. Yeah. Some of it I think is amazing and some of it's, you know, I haven't had these experiences. I don't, I, you know, we're, we're coming from a yeah. different language here. So to speak, it, it doesn't that's hit with me That's fair. Yeah.
1: But then like you think about an album like Neon Bible and, you know, I grew up in a very Hindu household and I I can't really totally understand why I relate to, to a lot of the songs there, but I still relate to them. I still feel like I understand that emotion. So I don't, I don't know why I feel like rap songs aren't quite as universal for someone like me. And it doesn't make any sense. Oh,
0: you said even earlier tonight, you don't get Drake. Yeah. I think of Drake as more of the pop rap. Like, it's not actual rap. But, like, it just it's seems like... It's much more pop-based. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, oh, what is the name of that song? Um, God's Plan. Hmm. Very famous Drake song. He does rap in it. It's mostly a pop song. With just him doing a more rhythmic lyrics to it than most pop songs. I... He kind of splits down the middle in a way that I like.
1: Maybe I haven't listened to enough Drake, to be fair. I just feel like a lot of it's just him whining about girls. And I don't... I, maybe I just haven't listened to enough has, Drake. That might be incredibly my, ignorant.
0: He has one of my favorite lines of all time. What? She say, do you love me? I tell her only partly. I only love my bad and my mama. I'm sorry.
1: Like to too, me, true. Just, too true, too It is
0: just such a like that line alone was enough to bring me on on board with Drake, but um, and then from there he, he's he's got some some really good ones. But my albums, my, I'll give you two because you've already hit one of the artists. Yeah, um, Arcade Fire, The Suburbs, mm. is the best flowing album I've ever heard, and is for me the consummate breakup album. So my, mm-hmm. my um, routine of sorts is if I'm in a really depressed state or in a really like I've gone, I'm going through a breakup or, or, you know, there's someone I'm longing for that doesn't love me back or whatever, you know, whatever the situation, yeah. that, that romantic pain, um, I will lay on the floor, mm. turn off all the lights.
1: I'm actually very into the floor laying. That's what I if do Floor well. laying
0: is very underrated. Yeah. Um, turn off all the lights I will put it either on my phone or on I mean I've got some Alexa speakers now this is the future (laughs) and (laughs) but usually I would put it on my phone lay my phone on my chest so the speaker is pointing up towards me and then listen to the suburbs and it's like a 50 minute-ish album somewhere Mm -hmm. around there it just from tip to toe such a powerful album it's got you know ready to start on there which hits you from one thing of You know, you're not mine, but I wish you were, and I'm ready to start. And then you get things like um, Sprawl 2, Mountains Beyond Mountains. Mm,
1: Those are good songs. uh,
0: there's, There's some amazing, even the suburbs itself, or City With No Children, or, you know, there's some really amazing songs on that album, just even listening to them by themselves. The other one is a bit older and a bit more electronica, is Metric Fantasies.
1: I really enjoy Metric. I think Yeah Yeah Yes, I didn't mention, but that's another kind of band that just like kills me with their lyrics.
0: Metric is one of my top five bands of all time, as is Arcade Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen them live at the House of Blues. It's oh. very cool. Um, the album Fantasies, every single song on it is either an eight, a nine, or a ten for me. Mm-hmm. there is not a song on there that is not at least an eight out of ten for me mm-hmm. which is obscene for me because I'm very picky about music i'm very yeah know, I'm you a are. harsh you have a critic discerning eye i have, I have you a very know. discerning taste when it comes to music yeah. so that album for metric for me I mean and it's got different styles on it it's got different moods and feels and you know lost kitten to collect call the satellite mind you know all these you know the the biggest hits gold Gun Good girls and Shit like that but oh, I'm a big fan
1: I think for in terms of romantic albums for me there's an album by Louis Campesinos um, called Romance is Boring and I discovered this album when I was like uh, I must have been like 21 22
0: it's a good age for it
1: yeah and I I just like related to that so hard that this idea that like I should be sitting around like waiting for romance or trying really hard to get guys to notice me and I think this album was—it's honestly like a breakup album. Like all the songs are about like longing for people, or like <laughs> there's a there's a lot of insight in it. There's like a one in one of the songs the guy, the lead singer, is singing about how you know, the best way to be in a relationship is to be the one who is love, who loves slightly less. So like, you're always kind of in the power, but then he never is able to be in a relationship like that. So he's always being gypped off. <laughs> and it's just like so true though. Right. That's just like, you know, I, I just, and it's a pretty
0: universal experience. It's
1: a very universal experience of like liking someone more than they like you and kind of feeling that power imbalance. Um, it's
0: a painful feeling.
1: And it's horrible. and, i think in most you know now that i'm older i think in most good relationship power tends to be shared back and forth like you may shift one way but like there's never you don't want to be with someone who enjoys the power too much like lords it over you and i think there are people like that and it's not that they're bad people it's just i mean power is intoxicating in general and in romantic love of course it can be um I
0: think it's also, I mean, it's difficult to feel like you're the one that's more vested or more energy forward in the relationship as well. Even outside of the power dynamics of it of, you that's know, true. just down to the bat, you know brass tacks of, I'm going to put X amount of my time into this. How much of your time are you going to put into it? And, you know, the other person comes up short.
1: Yeah, I think that's a lot of... That's a very complex issue. Yeah, that's, but, that's a deep topic. But, you know, uh, in one of Kanye's songs, and Power, which is one of my favorite Kanye songs, he's like, no one man should have all that power. And I've always... Even though I don't like all of Kanye's stuff, I think he does write some really good lyrics. And I, I just feel like it's... The way he sings about Power is very interesting to me. It's something I relate more to than some of his other songs.
0: I will say, for Kanye, I heard... I was in an Uber earlier when they were playing a Kanye song and But it was... It was actually... It wasn't a Kanye song, it was an Estelle song, who oh. is the voice of Garnet from Steven Universe. And very clearly the voice from Steven Universe. Where they, and they do a lot of singing in that show. But I don't even know what that show is. That show is... Probably... Well, Adventure Time is off the air now. And Rick and That's Morty okay. is much more...
1: Mainstream?
0: I wouldn't say mainstream as much as I would say... Um, it's got that South Park humor, uh. <laughs> to borrow a phrase from, from the McElroy's. Um, Steven Universe is kind and loving and that emotional. like a... Is
1: that an, on Adult Swim? Because that does not, it's sound not like... It's not Adult Swim. Oh, okay. It's that Cartoon Network itself. Okay.
0: Much, it's, it's much in the same vein as uh, Adventure Time was, and even as some of the same people that worked on Adventure Time hmm. went to Steven Universe. It has some of the best music I've ever heard on a show. Um, It has made me cry before. It's very emotional, very moving, very honest, um, which, you know, all of which are... That'll suck me in every time. But um, this actress who does the voice of one of the characters on Steven Universe and sings a lot of songs in the show um, does this song with Kanye that was on the radio. And I was like, holy shit, this is... Garnet. this is from Steven Universe and I had to look and be like oh it's Estelle and Kanye West with the song American Boy or whatever and to me that was just like the blending of two worlds of like this is a cartoon show that I like that has singing on mm-hmm. it and I'm sitting at an Uber and I hear on the radio a song from this person I thought that was really nice it was a really nice moment I had but um, okay next topic
1: but there are many good albums out there. I just like want to keep talking about music, but I oh, know it's I like a trap. could talk about music for I days. I know, it's bad. We'll do
0: one of your topics. Give me another topic of yours.
1: Um, I'll talk about this, even though I'm not sure it's relatable to everyone, but um, getting A's in school. Okay. Now I think you, got, you and I have very different experiences with this. So I'm in medical school. Yeah. I did not get a ton of A's in college. <laughs> And I worked very hard to get to medical school. And I know a lot of people, if you're ever going to any sort of graduate program or training, it it takes a lot of work. And I respect you for it, honestly. It's very challenging. And you have to, a little bit of it is luck. And that's what's really hard about it. Um, but I hear nowadays, I think education, the education system in general is very different. But I think Despite what people tell me, I think grades are important. I don't think they tell you everything about a person and they don't tell you everything about a person's capability, but they tell you something. They tell you if a person can sit down and play the game, right?
0: If you can learn how to mold yourself to the rules of the situation. Yeah.
1: And I. I find it valuable to know if a person can do that. I don't like I said, I don't think it tells you everything. I have plenty of friends who are incredibly brilliant, who do not do that well in terms of looking at their grades, but like I would trust with my life on it, any given situation. But um, I think it's something I realized recently is this kind of, this this pressure that we all have, and that's why there's lots of grade inflation, and that's a topic I'm not really qualified to talk about, but I think that- Operation
0: Varsity Blues.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. You know, and like, there's a lot of cheating. There's a lot of grade inflation, and I see nowadays kind of a push to for. I feel that sometimes um, some parents really push for their kid to be diagnosed with a, uh, you know, dyslexia or ADHD or something, so their kid can have extra time during tests. Right. And I think if you need that time, that's great. But like, I also feel like sometimes we should just be accommodating. Like. I had a really hard time last year, and uh, you know, just emotionally, and guess what? I showed up, I did the bare minimum and I went home. And it was hard because it it felt like I was taking the B and I felt like I should be doing A work at all times. And I I, I don't know how to articulate sometimes to like younger people when they talk to me about grades in school, I'm like, yeah, you gotta do the best you can do. And sometimes it's not always gonna be an A plus work. And you know, and I think you have a very different relationship because I think I, I still do. feel this pressure that I need to be as good as I can be at all times, and it keeps me awake at night. And I people are like, often like, you should maybe be evaluated to go and get anti-anxiety medications. But I'm like, but I know what my source of anxiety is. Yeah. Why would I need medication? Right. I don't need and medication. Like, I need well, time. Yeah, I need lots of time. I need less pressure. I need to like just need more time to like be better at this. But right. And I, I think it's like a hard balance in general as someone who doesn't necessarily want to be on medication, even though maybe it would be helpful. Let me talk
0: about my relationship with grades. Yeah.
1: Because um, you're a very intelligent person, much smarter than I am.
0: I appreciate that. I think, yeah. Thank you. I don't, yeah. I don't think that's true at all. But I anything before high school, I don't think has any meaning.
1: I, in terms of grades, no. In
0: terms of grades, Right. Um, how many D's do you think I've gotten in my life?
1: Two. That's
0: exactly correct. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to tell you about both. One was in high school. I was in AP biology. Oh. I was two years ahead. I was a sophomore in a senior class. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks to the great state of Ohio, we had to take the Ohio graduation ah, test. Ah, the
1: OGT. Uh, Classic it. issue. It
0: also meant that I had to miss like four weeks of classes because they did this OGT studying course during school. What the fuck? Before we actually took it. Okay. This was the, the great Willoughby South High School. It's because um,
1: we were one of the first grades to yeah, take it. We were it. the we were first, old. actually. We were, we were old the first. is the bottom line of this. Yeah.
0: Um, the bad part was, you know, everyone in our grade got that, you know, Basically, schooling kind of stopped for most of your classes, outside of like band and a couple of other things. It, you know, you spent all your time English, social studies, and you know, all that shit was doing the OGT. Well, that's great. I was in a class with seniors that had nothing to do with this, so they kept going, and I wasn't in class for like four weeks. I missed all the homework, I missed all the tests, I missed all the everything, and I couldn't catch up. Like there was no possible way for me to catch up. I was able to do enough of the work that I I got like a sixty-eight because um, I had like one week to do six weeks of work.
1: So that's, this is this like is what my nightmares are made of.
0: And and the worst part was it was at, it was multiple classes. There were there was another class like a I think it was an AP government or something else at the same time. Mm-hmm. That one I was able to catch up with just because it was super easy for me. It was you know I I was so. Already steeped in historical yeah, knowledge yeah. and government and all that, that like that, I could tell you Brown versus Board of Education mm-hmm. and Ma- you know Marbury versus Madison, whatever. Uh, biology was a little different, and the the teacher that we had, I'd had him the previous year as well for um, for honors biology, and then the next year for AP biology, and he knew my family. He was a great guy, uh, Mr. Kelly, and he. Basically straight up told me, you know, I I can't give you a break because, you know, it's not unfortunately my fault that you missed five weeks of Claire or whatever it was. I was like, yeah, that's fine. So I took the D for the fourth quarter and ended up with a B overall because I got the best score on the final exam because I've always been a good test taker. The other time I got a D was in college. It was in a class called The Legislative Process. <laughs> um,
1: How did you get a D in this class? Oh, boy. It was How? because of my personality. <laughs> Let oh, me tell you okay. straight
0: up first okay. of um, There was this professor that was a very, um, very opinionated person, and he and I did not see eye to eye on some political topics. Mm. And the majority, I think it was legitimately 60% of our grade for the year, was on a single paper. And he had us do these mandatory sessions where we had to come to his office and tell him whatever topic was, what we wanted to talk about, what we wanted to break it down into, and all that. And I went in and I told him something about social security or something like that for me, and uh, he said, "Okay, that's you know, I, I accept that as a topic. That's fine." And then I asked him some questions, or f- kind of for some help or some guidance for it. And he was like, oh, no, that's not what I'm here for. You you need to figure it out yourself. <laughs> and I literally looked at him, and, and in my head I'm thinking, well, then what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. Why, why am I in your office right now in this little, like, terrible office in this horrible building that I had to, like, track you down to find you in a basement somewhere, and you're telling me, you know, this this office hours or whatever this was this is a waste of my time. Great. So I was like, okay, well, then I guess we have nothing else. And I left. And he, like, I turned in a first draft of it and he gave it back with a bunch of edits and stuff. And I was like, okay, this, you know, fine, whatever. I took his edits, I changed it, all that. And then finally, he, he ended up giving me a D on it just because uh, we weren't the best of friends at the time. And he did not care for me. There were some, you know, discussions in the actual classes and stuff itself where he didn't really want me to talk anymore because we didn't have the same opinions on things he was very he was very much he wanted his students to come around to his way of thinking
1: that's weird that's like not what i want or expect yeah, of a college me course me
0: neither he was
1: because that like ruins it because yeah. isn't like half of the time in college it's like you're learning to think and argue and, and make points like yeah. why would it matter as long as you were articulate and not rude you know I don't know
0: it's why I say I mean the the most persuasion and argumentation and support for my arguments I ever learned was from taking film classes not from the political science because political science shit that I took was like the legislative process where you know the guy had his opinion if you didn't match up with it you were done but yeah I don't uh, subscribe as much to grades in terms of college, um, I will say, I should put a caveat on it, I probably only went to 30% of my classes.
1: Yeah. Over, that, over the four that. years.
0: Yeah. Um, I was very lazy and I was depressed for part of You know, I didn't know I was depressed at the time, but. But I clearly was oh, and,
1: secret depression. I've also been there. Yeah, uh, it. I don't even and know how ce- secret. I don't know how secret it was even. But like but you're stopping depressed, or you're like, oh, I should do something about this. And you're like, wow, my life is so much better.
0: Senior year, I turned it around, thankfully. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just the equivalent of grades for me now is annual performance reviews.
1: Yeah, I mean, they never really stop. No,
0: you still continue to get graded on things and. It's now much more important to me because I found a pride in my work that I never had in school. Because school always came easy to me. Yeah. Test taking and all that. You could give me a test. On, as long as it's in the English language, I can do better than the average on a test even without knowing the subject. Yeah. Just I, I know how testing works. I know how the, the people that make tests work. And that's always you know worked out to my advantage. Um, now I'm at a point where I take great pride in my work and I put my full self into my work even more so probably than I should. So if my annual performance review doesn't reflect that, that's a major problem for me Uh, to the point where I had in 2016 a performance review from the IRS that my boss gave me a performance review. He said, you're the best employee I have. Here's straight fives, which is, that's like all A's. Mm-hmm. And then he said, I was going to give you this, but my boss made me knock it down to a 4.4. Which is like getting two A's and three B's. Mm. And uh, the the feedback I got was, um, I don't have anything you can do better. Keep doing what you're doing. Whereas... Normally, if you would get not all fives, the feedback would be, "Well, these are the reasons why yeah, you didn't get." That's frustrating. Yeah, is so, it because
1: they have to give you a promotion or something? No,
0: there was no more. Pro- there was no promotions to have from that. Um, they just didn't believe that someone that had only been there for three years could have been doing the things that I was doing, like te- classroom teaching and mm-hmm. part time lead and and. You know, temporary lead, rather, and things like that. But,
1: I mean, your boss is giving your evaluation. My boss did.
0: And my boss said, I wanted to give you all fives. You know, yeah. I know what you're doing. His boss was like, who is this guy? What? I, there's no way. He's only been here three years. There's no way this is right. Yeah. So he just, instead of finding out who I was, you know, marked it off. So I did a union grievance. Yeah. I went to the union. and oh, no. I said, this is nonsense. And my boss supported it. That was the only reason I did it was because he said, you know, there's nothing I can do about this. But if you go to the union about this, you know, I'll fully back you. And it took a long time. It was a stupid process. Mm. I won. Got my all fives. That's good. Um, the reason that it was important is two things. If it, if it had no importance to it, I wouldn't have honestly given a shit. I would have, you know, been bitter about it maybe. But I, if, if it had no meaning, I would have subscribed nothing to mm-hmm. it. Uh, it had monetary differences to it. Like, I got a bonus because of having all fives yeah. that I think it was like $600. Oh. And the other part was it's taken into consideration when you apply for other jobs.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: So for me, like, not getting what I thought I was owed and what everyone else agreed that I was owed, it had real impacts on me and on my life. Um, So eventually I did get and they did market and when it got to the union or when it got to the uh, labor employee relations specialist, I wasn't present at the actual grievance meeting. Mm -hmm. It was apparently like eight minutes long. They asked (laughs) one question and then they came back and they said, yeah, just give them all fives (laughs) because like like, that's how ridiculous it was. And and they even they were upset that it even got as far as it went because the second level supervisor could have just changed his mind. But yeah. I mean that's what happens with grades sometimes, or reviews, or whatever. You just have to figure out what's.
1: I mean, so much of it is like so arbitrary. Yeah, grade. And like I was given a grade that I thought was unfair. Given, and, like basically, I was given a B because I wasn't confident enough. But, like, every week I would go up to this person and be like, hey, like, let me know, like, how am I doing, like, anything else I can do better. And I think it would have been, if that was truly the only reason, um, I think it would have been fair to say that, oh, I think you should be more confident when you present your answers. Like, you know, it's a pretty simple thing to say. Rather than right
0: at the end be like, oh, by the way, you're B's because you weren't confident. Yeah.
1: And I think, you know, I think that was fine like that's fine feedback I don't think I was exceptionally except you know doing super well in this rotation but I think like the fact that I had so many opera had asked for so many opportunities to like how to improve and like direct myself and like I was never given any direction I don't like that yeah I clearly was trying and I think that people if you try then like if I had if I had been given feedback like hey you're not confident when you present this it makes you seem like you don't know what you're talking about and then I didn't improve in any capacity, or I didn't improve enough like that. I would feel like that's fair, but like I just felt. What's even worse is the person grading me um, agreed to write a letter of value, like recommendation for me for like my future career. For your B work. Yeah, so I was completely <laughs> confounded why you would agree to write one for someone who you thought was a B student. Right. You know. Um, and and like medical school grades are completely arbitrary. There was no test score or no homework I didn't turn in or <laughs> something like that that would be no like no oh, attendance grade. Yeah, no you know attendance grade, like nothing like that. Nothing like that. It's yeah. entirely arbitrary based on how people think about you. Um. So yeah, it must be frustrating. It was, and I didn't fight it. I I asked if I should fight it. I was talking to some people, but. You know, it gets complicated when you're older. They're like, well, do you want to yeah. build ill will towards yeah, a place that you need to like you?
0: That's part of why I left the IRS is because I was going to get blackballed for doing the union grievance that I won. Mm-hmm. And because upper management was going to be unhappy that I... They don't went that far. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. I beat them. Yeah. So I get
1: that. And, you know, it was fine. The grade didn't go to my transcript. You got your grievance. You got your fives. It. Reflected well on you overall. Yep. But, and, yeah, but and yeah, people can be petty. Five later. Yeah, I need to leave Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah.
0: Um, you ready for the next topic?
1: Yeah, tell me. Your...
0: American politics.
1: What Best topic say? I could have written down. On what this. did you want to say? I have this? one question for you. Okay. What do I think about Donald Trump's sex life?
0: I have two questions for you. <laughs> Viagra. Um, no <laughs> god. Implant. I know too much about Donald Trump's sex life. Whether we I know. mean, listen. We don't if actually. If the dude know. likes to watch Russian hookers pee on mattresses or pee on him or if he likes Why to pee on go people or, or whatever. a golden shower every now and then. And if he likes golden showers, he likes it's golden warm. showers. Warm. I don't know. I don't think it has anything to do with his him being president. I think he's the worst president of all time for his politics, not for whether he likes piss or not. Okay. But okay. No, when I, uh, we're, we're both liberal-minded people here, so I'm sure. going gonna, gonna to stick to the more liberal side of things. Um, I'm going to give you a person, mm-hmm. and I want you to give me two words, or up to two words, of what you think of them.
1: All right, I'll try and keep it to two words if okay. I know the person.
0: Yeah, you'll know all these people. Bernie Sanders.
1: Socialist. <laughs> Okay. I respect Bernie Sanders. I think he has a lot of good ideas. Yep. I personally have never bought into this idea of socialism. And I acknowledge that it works very well in other countries, etc. It's it's a European
0: socialism more so than like a Chinese yes, or you're Russian. Right. Or... And,
1: and European socialism is very palatable to me. It's social
0: demo- democracy, really. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is. Yeah. I
1: think the the thing is I, I work in healthcare and I... Did work for a couple months in the UK healthcare system, which is a socialist. The NHS. The yeah, great healthcare system, but as from a selfish perspective, I didn't feel like the training takes very long, and it wasn't good for me. And it's because I'm used to the American healthcare system yeah. which for if you have enough money mess. the American healthcare system is amazing oh yeah you'll if get you whatever you if you don't have enough money you're dying on the street from a thing we could have prevented three months ago oh, yeah. it's horrible it's horrible so like some good ideas but I think I don't know I, I just think it's going to cost too much money and won't actually benefit the people it needs to benefit and will in fact bring down people who are working hard
0: that was a solid two words I'm sorry um Nancy
1: Pelosi. Strong lost. Strong lost?
0: Okay, I need more on that one.
1: I think Nancy Pelosi, despite I I actually don't know a lot about Nancy Pelosi's politics, but okay. I feel like overall she seems competent and like she thinks things through. Like I don't think she jumped into the, you know, let's impeach Trump thing until she had some solid evidence. But I don't think she has any idea how to unite the Democratic factions. No,
0: lover or hater, the woman knows Democratic strategy. Yes, she knows how to get a bill done on the floor of the House better than possibly anyone that's ever lived. I, I give her a lot of credit for that. I don't necessarily want her to be Speaker of the House anymore. I, I think she's. That's fair. I think she's tainted, in a way of age and being around too long and too many backroom deals of things, you know, In like when the party united against Bernie in 2016, that was a bad look. That luck. was real sketchy. It was real sketchy. Like, yeah. that kind of shit. It, it's the same with Chuck Schumer. Like, I respect the hell out of both of them. I, their politics, all that, I'm on board for them. They've done a lot of great things, but I, I think they are both need to be put out to pasture in terms of leading the party, that kind of thing. But.
1: I think that I was. I personally feel that books will be written about political strategy on Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell. Oh, yeah. I think they are brilliant political strategists. <sighs> I think Mitch McConnell, especially, like. is Genius. brilliant. Genius. Fucking brilliant. The whole Merrick Insane. Garland alone. Oh was, my god! He
0: changed the the scope of America. It.
1: And I feel people don't recognize that. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, you don't like, yeah, Donald Trump's an issue, but like Mitch McConnell, Mitch he's, way worse. he's much smarter than he's Trump.
0: He's done way more to, to what I yeah. think of as damaging, but, you know, other people may not. But he's done way more to impact American politics yeah. than Donald Trump has ever even heard about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: All right, I'm going to give you another name. Joe Biden.
1: Old chill.
0: Old oh, chill. Okay, I get behind that. I, I, I like me some Joe Biden. He's the closest to me politically, but he's too old. I'm, I'm not into this septuagenarian thing. we got too many septu-fucking-genarians in this <laughs> politics. Listen, uh, what happened to my hope and change? Even, what, uh, Clinton was, what, 68? Was she 70? I don't know. But I'm tired. She
1: was of, in her 60s, I think, when she was running. Yeah,
0: I'm tired of these septuagenarians. I don't want to vote for any of them.
1: I think Joe Biden is overall a good guy. Yeah. I like him. I feel that he is someone who accepts new information and tries to change his mind. Yeah. I'd have like, a beer with
0: Joe Biden. What? I'd have a beer with Joe Biden. Yeah.
1: And, and you know, I think that's something that's very lost in politics is this idea that if you get new information that you can change your mind. Because people are like, well, 15 years ago you said this and like 30 years ago right. you were racist.
0: Now that takes me to Pete Buttigieg. I don't know that, that being gay or having you know anything like that is going to impact Pete Buttigieg. I don't know if he's going to be the nominee. I don't know what's going to happen for any of that. But I will say, the dude is brilliant. The dude is a veteran. And he knows how to speak. And you can't, you can't put aside any of those. Like, when you start looking at these you know septuagenarians, almost octogenarians, they've been in politics for the last 40 years. That's all they know. That's their whole world. Yes, he's 38. Yes, he's, you know, he has executive experience more so than Obama did in 2008, if you recall. Obama had never been an executive before and he's been the mayor of a city. Um, but legitimately, he just he gives a shit. And you can tell when he's talking about it. And I know that there's problematic things with minorities, and I know there's problematic things with, you know, some of his Choices that were made under him in in uh, South Bend and all that, and that's completely legitimate. That's completely, you know, I don't tell anybody that they should ignore that or they should not think about that kind of thing. But it comes down to the guy is a good person. He is smart. He's got the background. You know, being a military veteran is huge. I'll give you another name.
1: Well. Can I respond? To oh, please. So I feel that he is, I mean, when I'm looking at it kind of more clinically, you know, mm-hmm. more, more cerebral, I'm like, he's a minority, but he doesn't look like one. True. And I feel like, I'm like, oh, he's like palatable. He stands for a lot of the things I like, but he doesn't, you don't necessarily have to be like, oh, he's black or, oh, he's Indian or, you know, oh, she, oh it's a she, like heaven forbid. And I'm not saying that that's, like, a good way to think about it. But, like, I do like a lot of his politics. I do feel like he cares. But I also feel like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders care a lot about oh, what sure, they're talking about. Sure. And I think they're both all very smart people. Yeah. Um, and I, well, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm going to be pretty happy with whoever the Democratic candidate is. I'm not the biggest fan of Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren's politics. You don't I think, have to
0: worry about Elizabeth Warren's politics.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think she's a smart lady. I saw her I speak, and I, br- I liked her. She is brilliant, she economically is especially. So my super God, smart. she is goddamn super brilliant. Smart. Yes. Um, what and, she did with
0: the Consumer Financial Protection Board will go down in history.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's already in history. She's the only like person she she was a harvard professor who didn't go to any ivy league school that never happened that's like it's so hard to move rank like that like Mm. impossible um but i like him i think that he is a little young but like my question is will people vote for him and i i don't know why people wouldn't i would rather vote for him than donald trump for sure because i think he actually thinks about his decisions unlike donald trump because that's really what bothers me about trump more than anything like I don't agree with Donald Trump on a lot of his politics, sure. But I also feel like Donald Trump truly doesn't think before he speaks. And he runs kind of the country like he ran The Apprentice. Like everyone's waiting on the edge of the seat for yeah. the next big drama. Yeah. And I hate it. Let's I hate get a cliffhanger
0: going. Let's yeah, and it. like I'm
1: not, you know, I'm not someone who's like, oh, I have anxiety about like society falling World apart. World War III. Yeah, yeah, like that's it, not me, but know. like. There are legitimate things I can I'm concerned about. Like I don't understand what the administration's plan is for a new healthcare system, despite the fact they essentially like killed Obamacare yeah, or ACA by a thousand cuts. Time. They're yeah. terrible at that. I dislike that they have decided that they don't believe in climate change in any capacity, <sighs> even though the evidence is really it's there. Like I climate change is happening. You can believe to whatever extent you want it to believe. But like, we have to make a change or it's not going to end well right. for us as a human race. Um, so things like that really bother me. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm on the same page with you on that.
1: Like, you're right. I don't like Donald Trump much. I don't like hearing him speak. I, he doesn't sound intelligent to me. I think his views on immigration are just for showmanship and... <sighs> Trash. terrible yeah. trash but like you know beyond I don't I don't like it when people sit there and be like he's not my president I'm like he was democratically elected he's your president
0: absolutely that bothers
1: me so much I'm like this. if you trust the process you can't just say I'm out of the process because I don't like the result right. like what are you like five years old the nice <laughs> like- thing
0: the nice thing about the United States is I can agree to both of those. He is absolutely the president. He is absolutely, you know, all the respect you give to the position and all yes. of that. Absolutely, if I was in um, the White
1: House, I would go. Yeah, I would disagree with him, and I would still go.
0: And the First Amendment says I can say he's a piece of shit. Yeah, because he is. Yeah. But legitimately, I I, I agree. He's I afford him the respect that the position deserves, and the the respect that you know he is my boss. I'm a federal employee. He's my boss. Um. What do you think of Amy Klobuchar?
1: I read the New York Times profile on her some months ago, and I thought she sounded really reasonable. I went to her campaign website, but I just... She hasn't really... I should make it clear that I have not been following the Democratic primary very closely. Oh, I've
0: been following it like a fucking bloodhound.
1: Partially because I kind of don't care about the result. (laughs)
0: I've, a lot of people have said the same. They're going to vote for whoever comes out, so they're not even interested in. Yeah,
1: well. and yeah. I'll vote in the Ohio primary, and at that point, I'll see who the candidates are and I'll think about it. But, like, if you're voting in six months, you know, so like the November, December debates, I was like, I don't need to watch. And also, I was in a different part of my life, then I was very busy. Sure. And I was like, I don't actually need to know what's going on because <laughs> the the outcome doesn't affect my decisions that I'll make in six months. Right. So now I'm following it a little bit more closely because I think the field is narrowed. Um I have worked with Andrew Yang before. I was gonna
0: bring up Yang Yang twenty twenty. Yeah,
1: I I worked with Andrew Yang. Um I was part of the fellowship that he started Venture for America for two years. And I mean that's how I met my boyfriend that's how I got my job Um, did he
0: give you a freedom dividend or did you have to just work for money
1: (laughs) I worked for my poultry, my poultry salary Uh, no and I like Andrew Yang I think he was very smart he I mean rather he is very smart he he is a smart guy anytime I talk to him he's very personable I think that I think the Democratic primary and he he went a lot further than people expected I but I think because of that it just made me like not take the general Democratic primary field very seriously but there's a lot of people there and they all stand for very different things in a way Um, so I'll see and now I feel like the field is narrowed to like you know, four or five candidates—it's like achievable. But you know, when it was like ten candidates plus Michael Bloomberg, I don't—I don't know what he's doing. Michael
0: Bloomberg is going to be my next ask, um, but first, I do want to say about Andrew Yang—he's the only of any of the Democratic candidates to go on the H3HD podcast twice, <laughs> um, or once. But um, he legitimately seems like someone that is smart. He has his finger on the pulse of where things are going. I'm glad he was in the race. Yeah. I think yeah. he really shifted some minds. Uh, he, there was a stat that only 23% of his donors had donated to another Democratic candidate, which was the lowest percentage. So there's, there's a, a battle for... Because he had a very robust donor class. Yeah. But it was just not the same people that were donating to everybody else, even in multiple years so now there's a battle for the yang voters or for the yang donors
1: yeah and in his kind of like i'm dropping out of the race email he didn't specifically endorse any he didn't candidate
0: endorse. and he didn't even give any hints clues he, yeah he didn't it.
1: and like i'm not having met him you know i didn't work on his campaign his campaign had talked i talked to his campaign a little bit and i told them i was like i don't agree with some of his politics sure. and they're like it is very complicated i'm like you're right and Like, here are some contact people that, you know, would be able to work for you more with you guys than than me. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm curious. I wonder if he would put his support behind Bernie versus the more moderate people. Because I think Bernie... I
0: think that'll probably end up happening. Yeah. I don't know that I... Am I a big fan of that being the case?
1: I'm not a big fan of that. And I do feel, though, that in general, his supporters tend to be very educated people yes. who are people who will sit and think about the candidate they want to support. So I'm not sure it's going to be quite as, like, a immediate shift as it has been in some of it. Not that, like, being uneducated or any, you know, but, like, just the type of people that he was um, kind of inspiring to be more involved in this process are the type yeah. of people that maybe... Would look at the full field rather than being like, well, I'll just throw it behind like whatever Democrat he says because they're probably closest to what I want, you know? Right.
0: No, you're, That's that's a really good point. Uh, they were they were a very particular class of people that.
1: Yeah. And I liked them. <laughs> me too.
0: I, I liked Andrew Yang a lot, and I was glad I was rooting for him every time there was a debate cut off with, you know, uh, yeah. polling with donors, whatever, I was always looking for and asking, did Yang make the cut? Did Yang make the cut? Because I think he brought a lot to the table, even though in the debate structures he was consistently getting the least time.
1: But at least he was giving good answers. he was smart. Yeah, I I don't know. He got
0: past uh, Kamala Harris. Yeah. Cory Booker. Yeah. I mean, Bennett never even got to a, a debate. Yeah. Except for maybe one. Um, Deval Patrick. Like, those are people that I forgot were even in the race, Patrick and Bennett.
1: Anyway, I think it is time for us to wrap up. I'm going to ask
0: you this last topic. Okay. Astrology.
1: I love it. I love CoStar. CoStar is a great app. I just, like... You know, I think astrology... I get talked at a lot about mindfulness... and reflection and meditation and i think it is hard for me i think you need um to be a certain type of personality i think you have to have a certain amount of training and a motivation to to do these things properly or in a way that's useful to you and to me i got really into astrology and it's helped me a lot (laughs) And I don't mean to say, like, I read my, you know, fortune. And I'm like, I am fated to have a bad day today. Right, right, but I think what, what happens with things like astrology and things similar like tarot cards, which is what I really enjoy,
0: yeah.
1: is it never tells you something that you aren't already thinking yourself.
0: You, as in you read from it whatever is already in your mind.
1: Exactly. Yeah. When I read, when I'm like, what will my day be like? Or what should I do about this problem I'm having, you know, at school or work? It's never telling me the answer, like that's coming out of left field. It's just telling me what's in my own mind. And even though I know know that, when you sit down and you do it, it still helps you because I think it kind of helps me distinguish what I really want from what I think I want. Fair. And to me, that's Almost useful. like you have an
0: outside observer that's telling you things yeah. that you're already... So I'll, I'll read mine oh. as of today. Yeah.
1: Co-star. Yeah. Okay. A, um, star. The, okay.
0: The headline of it is, No one automatically deserves your attention. Ooh. And I will say, this app has some of the best written things they, I've ever they read. They have great writers on this they, app. It's truly... like They are some geniuses that write for this. Whether you, well, you know uh, I don't know how much I subscribe to it as much as I just like reading... the the brilliant things they put together sometimes. Today is not a good day to work towards reaching your loftier, more meaningful goals. Start at the beginning. Call in your talents to help you form or end a relationship. You may experience this as your curiosity feeding your desire to dissolve boundaries and feel connected. Let the shock of human possibility reverberate through you. The broader focus of your life during this time is to invest more time in yourself and your own goals. Instead of looking for, uh, for recognition from others, you have an opportunity to grow, but only if let go of your fear of being alone. That's pretty good. But you can also match yourself up to friends in Ooh, this Oh, that's
1: always my favorite. And
0: so now I'm going to read our Ooh, joint okay. compatibility.
1: We have a good one. We're, like, really compatible. We do. Yeah.
0: Nick, you feel safe and secure when the details of your life are in order... And M can only release control if they set ground rules first. True. You're able to ground each other right now. They True. may need you True to facts. adapt your usual emotional responses to work for them. Act as if you're on the chiropractor's table. What? Snap, adjust, improve. What? Sit together in silence for as long as you can bear it.
1: We'll have to try that one day, not record a podcast. Yeah.
0: Uh, that'll be dead air. So <laughs> we're, we're it not will be at like the end. We'll have like listen, fifteen minutes of dead air. Right. I just my okay. My relationship with astrology or with any of the woo-woo uh, topics is I don't know what the fuck is out there. I don't subscribe to really anything or believe really in much. Um, I do know that with this co-star app specifically. I have read some things that kind of hit me to my core. Yeah. And sometimes it's from just the skill of the writers. Yeah. And sometimes it's from things that are already in my own mind just being kind of reflected back at me or whatever it is. But um, I don't know if when you were born has anything to do with who you are. You know, the empirical side of my brain tells me absolutely not. You know, nah. it's, it's all nature not or it's all nurture not nature or whatever but uh, some part of me in the back of my mind thinks I'm looking for justification and reasoning for things that are already in my brain and that's kind of what it ends up doing for me some people see psychics my mother was always big big into psychics or the tarot readings I do like the tarot I, I don't again subscribe much to it I just think it's interesting I think there's some you know, some fun to be had there, or some, you know, reflection of your own psyche, that self-actualization almost from from seeing something like that. But I don't think it's real. I don't think it. You know, is it? You know, I'm a Leo, and I like attention. That's a thing. But do I like attention because of when I was born, or do I just I like attention because I like attention?
1: I, yeah. I think it's a useful practice. I agree with you. I don't know if being born on a certain day, and as and yet I still identify as a Sagittarius. You know, I'm still like happy to call myself that.
0: You Sagittarius woman. <laughs> I
1: know, but like it, it is interesting, and I I don't think it's the worst thing to have come around. Um, you know, right now because. I know in other cultures, like in India, people, if you don't have, like, aligning star charts based on, I don't know, I don't know how they do it. um, They're like, oh, you can't marry him, or you have to marry him at midnight on a Tuesday, and it ends up with all these, like, insane things you have to do that often just seem arbitrary, and I I feel like that's too far. But us looking at a co-star and being like, wow, this is actually a very insightful thing, like, maybe I should think about... um, you Know problems in my life, I'm having so, like, the last three months of 2019, it was like, Yeah, you have no idea what's going on in your life, and you're a disaster, and it was 100% accurate. Yeah. And like, they probably could have said that to like 90% of people, and they're like, Yeah, there is this part of my life that's a disaster, but like, you know, being able to reflect and have that kind of daily I, I think wisdom's a strong word, but like, what would you call it?
0: Um. I mean, it's almost like daily affirmations, but not quite even. But they're not
1: even, but they're positive, but not too positive. Right, right, right. Because I feel like affirmations are like, you're okay, everything's fine, everyone else around you is an idiot. And I'm like, no, sometimes it's because you're the worst and you need to pull yourself together. (laughs) Like,
0: one thing I do like about Crowstar specifically is that it always has like a one line yeah piece of advice or you know something
1: yeah, I feel like, it's a, like advice and it, you can take the advice or you leave the advice right that's generally how advice works right yeah but i i enjoy some aspects of astrology for sure
0: yeah, like i'll read some of because it, it puts a notification up for me around like 1 p.m every day yeah of like that day's mm, piece of that's advice that's kind of nice one like midday right? yeah yes. mine also
1: pops up around then
0: opportunities will feel endless today okay man saying and doing nice things for someone is a healthy way to build intimacy that's just good advice.
1: That's a straight up, yeah, that's reasonable. And you don't think about things like that every moment of your life. So I don't think it's like the worst thing to be reminded of. Right. Like oh, yeah. I
0: totally agree. Hold yeah. on. Let me, where, where did that go? Hold that. That was, that was, okay. Um, your anger is a form of self-punishment too. True. You're due for a supernatural experience, but trying to understand the cosmos is a rookie mistake. Weird. That's just weird. Um,
1: Sex with ghosts.
0: Uh, that, I don't know why like, your house there. is
1: haunted. Your house could be haunted. You'll have effective
0: relationships if you make that your goal.
1: That's yeah. good advice.
0: Yeah. Let no one hold you back. Okay. Really listen to someone today.
1: I. That's good advice. <laughs> that's just all like that's <laughs> just, just all good, good advice, advice right. <laughs> Yeah. So
0: so even outside of like the the astrology nature of it, the writers on that and and the advice that they put out and that kind of thing, it. I, f- I find it really comforting and I find it really nice me too and yeah sometimes like it, it punches me in the gut and it'll you know I'll either have gone through something or be going through something and they'll describe it you know painfully exactly and it will be like well shit maybe there is something to this and then there'll be other times where I read it and I'm like
1: meh yeah but yeah. what are you gonna do it's like more of a daily advice thing than yeah specific
0: we all want to sign yeah,
1: yeah we do it's been real it's been really real too real not magical though too legit to quit yeah (laughs) until next time bye bye bye